This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You figured me out. I read, I read the body language. Yeah, you saw. Well, you watched the hand. I'm a ma- but if anything, we know by now, and we need to go any further. I am a master at body la- reading body language. Master, master of body language, master of reading bathrooms. You true. I am a bathroom Svengali, I believe is the term. <laughs> Mike, my, has, Mike has a great bathroom. I have a very nice bathroom. My guest today is Andy Plagenos. Say hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I started like that. See, I was try- I'm trying to do this cold open thing. I tell everybody. Oh, that's it never- cool. It never works. It, but, you know, and, and and Joe, we've talked about Joe Winchell, the millennial stoner. Like he, yeah, he he always talked about. And I've been with through. I've been on three times. Yeah, I was on like the second episode. Oh, you're you're original. You're an OG, oh, big time. And then I was on one when Chris first moved into the basement, and they had the studio at Chris's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's where I did it, Chris's place. And, well, it was also Chris's place, but Chris lived in um, Center Reach at the time, actually three doors down from Evan Weiss. <laughs> shout and out across the Shout out Evan Weiss. Shout out. Anyone want to do a bringer? Do you have six friends? Do you have I, six I do friends? shitty. I do shitty. I'm sorry. I didn't mean shitty because I've been on these shows. Yeah, right, right. As I, say, I do shows in the city. We can't act like we're above them. I've done it. No, and I, and I do actually have nothing but love for Evan. I just don't want to have to talk to him. <laughs> we're starting hard. We're going Dude, after Oh, the- yeah, no. Fuck this. This is that. Hang after a show pod. Yeah. yeah, we're just going. We're going after people. Fuck yeah, we're a minute forty in. And that's it. Time to attack. Gloves off, bitches. That's it. No holds barred. You know. Fuck it. Like an old wrestling match. Two out of three pinfalls. Yeah. That was rare. When we heard that, we'd go nuts. Two, uh, two, two out of three, three pinfalls at a professional wrestling house show. Uh, dark, a dark house show. No cameras, no nothing. They like, oh, oh, this match is two out of three pinballs. We're like, oh my god, this is gonna be forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I grew out of wrestling quick. I, I I liked it when I was a kid. I grew Attitude Era, Rock, Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin being the fucking man, dude. So I started watch because I was born in '75. So the WWF, yes rising and the rock and roll the rock and wrestling connection and all that hulk hogan yeah i lived that in real time yeah that's I, cool so I that's a cool time to watch hulkamaniac actually my favorite wrestler from that era at time in real time as a kid was mr wonderful paul orndorff whose one bicep was bigger than the other it always a friend of mine once <laughs> pointed that out to me i'm like Motherfucker. whatever dude but uh they're fucking huge I got out of it because uh, I started realizing that there were girls. 
and yes <laughs> and drugs and um so i stopped and then i joined the air force i got stationed in korea my roommate wanted to be a professional wrestler and i mean the guy was jack six one two fifty like maybe five yeah. percent body fat 50 50 inch chest 29 inch waist the but guy was a fucking specimen air force you can't do the roids well see this was 19 see the, the time dilation of how much like what well, my oh, age right. is um so this was 1998 okay so if it's 1998 doesn't stand out for you it is the summer that mark mcguire and sammy sosa oh fuck yeah i i remember that i was just talking about that the other day so um what my buddy would do was he would record like sports center yeah and we'd go back and watch it and if he got he like mark mcguire would be getting interviewed in his um like in front of his stall he would pause it and write down the names or description of the pill bottles that were behind him in his locker. Oh. So, wow, that's that's dedication. Dude, he was, I mean, he was a type A personality. His wife was actually in jail at the time. He's, he was raising his daughter by himself. He had his full-time Air Force job. And he was the long snapper for the Yuba City Community College football team. This guy's fucking, this is an amazing man. Dude, he is great. He actually lives in Las Vegas now. He's involved in the um, movie scene. The, like the, really? The local movie scene in Vegas. He's, he's in some streaming show that I think you can get on Amazon Prime. I don't have the name of it, otherwise I would absolutely plug it. But it, uh, he, is, he, he used to enter eating competitions. This is the this is not this isn't a real person anymore. TJ motherfucking Wims was my roommate <laughs> in, in in Korea. We got there the same day, which is weird. That normally doesn't happen. Usually, you somebody cycles out, you right. cycle in, take their bed. A few months later, that guy leaves, Cycles. another guy comes in. Right, and that's your main roommate. He and I got there the same, same day. day. They had an open room. They put us both in there. It was the middle of an exercise, so the whole base was pretending we were at war. <laughs> Which is insane. It's a, it's a different world. Yeah, of course. I get it. And so we did. Not really, because I didn't surf, but yeah. <laughs> but we really didn't get to like go around. As a matter of fact, our running joke for that first week we were there was that they didn't take us to Korea. They had flown us somewhere, and we're in a hangar, some giant hangar somewhere, where all the mountains in the distance are painted there. They've made it look like it, that like Truman Show kind of thing, like we were, that we were like it, reality just didn't yeah. fucking exist. Right, right, right. And uh, so we we got became very close. We I actually was gonna, I was also thinking about becoming a professional wrestler because of him. Uh, my my shtick was I was gonna be the dictator. <laughs> and I because I did I didn't always have a mustache, but when I grew the mustache, everybody loves the mustache. Yeah, the mustache works. And and so they're like, uh, I was like, oh, I'll be like a South American dictator. Like coming yeah, with yeah. like the M Bison kind of yeah. uniform <laughs> from Street Fighter, and walk in like waving with just like the back of my hand, cop <laughs> just, and come into like John Philip Sousa music because all of those <laughs> Banana Republics, all of the yeah, well, not anymore, it, they're better, but they all of them are like these eighteen hundreds marching tunes. Yes, yes is I, their is their anthem. So I was like, dude, that's it. I'll come in and um. I had a couple of like, but my finishing move was going to be the hand of oppression, and I was going to steal the mandible claw from 
the man hand died. of oppression. <laughs> that was going to be the hand of oppression. <laughs> like, we had a lot of time, and we fucking talked about all this shit. Oh, he, this is before Val Venus, who was the porn star one, because this is an yes. attitude era, you would absolutely know. Oh, that. I know Val Venus. Hello, ladies. So before Val Venus, even the promo, teasing him coming, my buddy had worked out this whole fucking porn star. The name, though, was going to be Hugh Jorgen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that, that but was... But basically Val Venus's character, like the yeah, more or less. Kind of, yeah, it was, there were differences. Differences, but... And even that he had come up with different finishing moves that were named this, like the money shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he had one that, because we loved, we, we grew up, he was only three years older than me. We, we'd grown up in the Hulk Hogan era, and so dropping the leg, like that was yeah. Hogan's finishing move. So he was going to call it uh, dropping the third leg. <laughs> <laughs> but that was going to be his homage to Hulk Hogan. Just drop it. That's, that's a great finish you would do. My dong. <laughs> You're getting slapped with my dong. Like what's her, and, and we even came up that we would be tag team partners because... Like, again, the era that we grew up in, they didn't always have themed. Yeah, yeah, the tag, tag team. Sometimes it was singles, like two guys would just and randomly. Sometimes get... they, would, they would hold the belt. Yes. Right. I, I was going to say, I remember a, a storyline where it was like, uh, I think it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mankind. Yes. Like teamed up and they, they won the, the tag team championship. And it was like one of those things where Stone Cold's like, yo, weird son of a bitch there. <laughs> But I'm not like like cowboy. Mankind's a weird, <laughs> weird son of a bitch. He's all right, but he got my back. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, I got my own. I'm, this is the day. This is back in the day, man. Yeah, fuck it. Fucking my stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. I'm pouring uh, my beer over my thing. Austin three sixteen says I just kicked your ass. That was dude. He was the man. I oh, fuck. Dude, and that he, was my re-entrance into it. Yeah, to, and I was like, dude, I loved. I did like Shawn yeah. Michaels when he was with the Rockers, uh, and I knew he did HBK, like the whole HBK yeah. thing and everything. But DX started up, and I'm like, Triple what? H became my favorite wrestler yeah. at that period, and like, like right in the beginning, before, yeah. like when right. he was, when he was Hunter Hearst Helms, right when he was still solo. But when he was when he when he was he got with, tri- Degeneration X. Oh my God. That, Halloween in Korea, we ordered shirts online. We got them just in Break time. it down. And we wore our, our BDU pants and our boots yeah. with these... Uh, Degeneration X shirts. DX shirts. And my, I dyed my hair blonde. I have a picture of somewhere. I, I will post it or repost it again. Um, he threw his hair along. He had very kind of kinky hair. Yeah. And he so he was gelling it down, gelling it down, gelling it down. Then he had one of the black chicks down on the first floor braid his hair so he was the road dog i was badass billy god dude we were rock stars going down the alleyways of of uh Sungtown, which is the town with all yeah. these bars upstairs bars downstairs bars like people going suck it and oh he's amazing that's fucking awesome as i said i had a similar story where in fourth grade me and my friends didn't know what the degeneration x like x suck is thing right <laughs> And we would just like jump off a bench and scream "suck it," <laughs> and we got in trouble. And they made like my one friend to CJ like he had to go to like counseling. They made him go to like counseling sessions because he watched 
raw on Monday nights. You know what I mean? Like, it was really fucking horrible. We had to write apology rather letters to this one girl because we like that's thing we didn't know. Yes. No, I, I we were telling her to like suck her dick. Yeah, yeah, we were just doing the suck it thing like in her general direction. Right, and like she was like. Uh, like she like freaked out and started crying. I guess I like, but we didn't mean it towards her. No, I, I dude, we would I, just do it. We were just thought it was cool. I just told we you. were doing it for our own sakes. We were telling each right. other to suck it. Well, dude, I was such a dude. Group of dudes. And one time we tried it. It was all right, but it was all right. I don't want to talk about it ever. Right, we, we <laughs> promised to not talk about it. So I'm just gonna leave it there. Super masculine. Back to masculinity. Anyway, go ahead. But I just told somebody the other night, like, the primary way I learn is I have some preconceived notion. It happens more when you're younger. You, you don't have all of the information, and you'll repeat maybe a fact you heard. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a line like that. And if I have such a reputation of being, like, funny, but also, and I don't know, like, the smart, like, who you so smart? Like, no, 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 no. I'm an idiot, and this is why. Is I'll say one of those things, everybody look at me and go, <laughs> "That was a funny joke, Andy." But yeah. then I go, "Oh shit, that's not real." Right. Like, I I need. Wow, maybe I should investigate this because I think I have a completely, like, yeah. you know, like Asian girls' vaginas go horizontal <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something like, like that. Like right, I mean, just, like it totally based in ignorance, like so yeah. stupid and so like like. A lot of times, sometimes like really racist or transphobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 it came out of my mouth when I was a teenager. I said, "I, I'm cool with gay people as long as they don't hit on me." Right, that classic <laughs> line, and it was very popular at the time to say. Now, fast forward a couple of years from when I would be saying that, I'm at Suffolk. I was living in Hope House just yeah. before I joined the Air Force. And I'm at this house party, and this guy comes up and goes, hey, man, uh, my friend over there, uh, like, he wants to ask you a question, but he's too embarrassed. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, what's up, dude? And uh, this is back when alternative meant alternative, too, and these are the people that I was hanging out with. Wow, okay. Like, painted our fingernails black. and Yeah, 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 okay. You know, died here. I had a friend, I had a friend that did that, too. Uh, so I'm like... Uh, no shape. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so he's like... He's like, oh, you know, he, he wants, he was asking for interest, like if you're homosexual or you're interested in a homosexual experience. And I go, I look at the guy because he had pointed him out. I go, and I'm like, that's a good looking guy. And I go, what? Oh, you know what? No, thank you. And afterwards, like, you know, tell him it's okay. He could have come up and asked me, uh, like, not a big, not a big deal. Like, the, the reality of it hit me. I'm attractive to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is the greatest feeling i've ever had in my fucking life yeah it's there's there is something flattering to it and then and then it did uh, like i did i thought about it and i was like how terrible is it that he had to feel like he had to send somebody else over yeah and that like, like all that that's and, a that, right like that's a such an awkward shitty thing right. for him so that started and like you're like right and you're the you're kind of the perfect guy because you're not you're not that guy you're not right. that Oh, you're gonna hit on me now. I'm gonna fuck you up, bro. Like, no. And like <laughs> that's not like because that's not how it happens. This, this episode is brought to you by Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's the toxin toxic masculinity, Aaron. <laughs> Just hey, listen. You know, 
Let me tell you about all these gay guys I beat up. Listen, Never hey, <laughs> I got nothing against the gays, all right? I got nothing against the gays. <laughs> <laughs> that is never a great way to like the, the, whatever comes next is usually the worst fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> like it shocks you into right. liberalism. Right. Nobody, <laughs> right. Nobody's like, oh, that was well thought out. You know what I mean? No, no I never thought of it like <laughs> that. You just changed my perspective. <laughs> what a brilliant insight. We need to get you a microphone. <laughs> This guy needs to be broadcast to more people. <laughs> when he starts the sentence with, I don't have a problem with the gays. Uh, that, and, and, but that, that's what ended up getting me down the road of like actually starting to have empathy and think of yeah, other people. And right. And, and, and so like to me, you get to the point where you're like, like oh, I don't actually care what anybody did. Why, why did they make me care what anybody did? <laughs> When I wasn't around. So, I do have a bad story, though. There is, oh, like... good. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not a good... Thank you're, God. a good bad one. So, I was at a bar one night, and there was this guy, and he was lonely. I think his name was uh, Glenn. That's a pretty gay name. It was a pretty gay name. I, I, I'm pretty sure his name is Glenn. Right. Anyway, Glenn was sitting there, and he was, like, trying to talk to me, and I could tell he, he liked me. Right. He, and he, like... He was trying to put his hands on, and I kind of politely. You know, the, I've been like, in situations like this before. Right, and I'm like, hey, like, hey, but I'm like, not like that. Like, it's okay. It's fine. I'm talking to you, man. Like, I'll talk to you. And we were chit-chatting, and um, he was like, what is it going to take, Mike? And I was like, what do you mean, what is it going to take? At least two more Cosmophone. And he was like, <laughs> how many more drinks? How am I? He's like, do you want money? He's like, I give you money. And I was like, dude, oh, it's so sad. It's not happening. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm Uh, not into it. I don't want a penis in my mouth. Right. I I actually don't want my penis in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's just we're not doing this. And it was like, yeah, it was a sad thing. Where like, I was like, you need like we had to get him or God, I think we had to get him an Uber. I ended up paying for his Uber, but he bought like my entire tab. Right. So I was like, I can't really yeah. be mad. That guy is very sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I was like, God, this poor. Like, at first it was flattering. By the end of it, I was like, this is annoying. I feel like I can only imagine what women deal with. Dude, that was, that was the thing. Was I was like, if I was a fucking woman dealing, like, like she's not paying for my fucking cab, you know? Absolutely. And not, and not to mention, I don't blame her for not wanting to pay for the cab. Because a guy that's that incessant, you know what I mean? Right. No, that yeah. you do terrible. That's 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 a really great point because that is something, I, you know. I always think of life in like kind of cinematic or theatrical kind of mm-hmm. like people who are main characters. There are times when I'm not even the main character. Definitely. You know, and I've you know I, at different times of my life I've identified myself as like Mercutio. I'm the Mercutio of the situation, <laughs> or I'm the. Oh, yeah. I like Fuck the word. You think that the audience that listens to this podcast is going to understand Shakespeare references? <laughs> no, I just want to make it sound like I'm super like, this guy's fucking super fucking smart. <laughs> wow, Mike had this real genius on. Anyway, uh, oh, he had like all these words. I but, but I didn't want to interrupt no, no, your flow. You were on a good but, point. But that it, it's, it's, um, but really truly in the center of all our brains, 
and it's important to think like this. We are the main characters of our story. Yes, absolutely. And, and, we and, all think that. Even though, the, even though there are times where you really are not, and that's one of the hard things about getting older and having children, is is realizing yeah. that this this can't be about me anymore. Right, the kid matters more. Right, and and uh, but like something that I had to go through was sort of like. Oh, I like that girl over there. And I was really lucky when I was younger. I was thin and in good shape and had a great vibe. Yeah. Uh, people would be like, like I would hook up usually with the world side in the beginning of the night. I go, I want. You would be able to pick and choose your lady. That's what it felt like. But now I realize that, well, they were the main character of their story. Right. And you they just... got to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. It was mutual and whatnot. But yeah. really at the end of the day, like, coming to do this podcast if you didn't ask me and i didn't say yes we wouldn't be here right now that's you know, true right it, wasn't it, was meant a, to be. it was a mutual or if I'm i listening. wanted andy on the podcast andy wanted to do my podcast exactly too. and it's so yeah. I mean, that's what life is all about and i think it, as as dudes we're kind of brought up as like uh yeah that, and that's where man spreading mansplaining and all that other yeah I, 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 let me and let me just jump out ahead as the people who are listening to this go fucking woke bullshit. Fucking yeah, <laughs> I'm not woke, My, dude. I I don't think you're. I don't think of you as woke. I I would never have thought. Well, of you well as what woke. I like to say because I'm a little bit on the left is, I've always been awake. Yeah, it, woke like, implies like oh I didn't realize that this was going on exactly like. And right. now all of a sudden, right. All, right? I just figured out racism exists last week. <laughs> right. Like that's then right, it, and that's the thing. It's like basically that's what woke is. They discovered that racism's real last week, and they're like, "This is the worst thing ever." Like, yeah, no, we know, and and there's like, we know this... it's really bad. Like we know it's <laughs> like we've been here, and and, and and you know it was worse. You know, at one point slavery. it was actually it was, right. It was literally a Jim Crow slavery. Right. <laughs> like those things were worse. The, Did you take high school history? Right. <laughs> and it's really not that much better name. Like, it, yeah. it's better, but it's not. It's we're not. Even, right. We're not quite to the peak of, you know. Really equality. Everybody cares about equality. Equality. It's, it's just saying. Exactly. Right. It's not. We're not all the way. But right. nevertheless, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, no, I've always had. Because I do see woke people. Mm -hmm. Like people and people who I Usually it's somebody who says I'm woke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like yes, that's usually how it starts. It's like it's like there. There's an old uh, uh, fucking thing about people who are crazy. They used to say, which is, "You're not crazy if you know you're crazy." Right. That was one of the barriers to like the the, the modern era we live in, with like yeah. mental health being important. If you're self-aware, then you're then you're clearly you're sane. You're so there's it. But when you saw I'm woke, you are no longer. You're no longer. Yeah. Like the the good stuff. It's yeah. not good anymore. You've just made everything bad. Yeah. I, you know, the thing with the woke stuff to me is like, I feel like heart's in the right place a lot of the time, yeah. but like focused on the wrong shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay, do I think people should go up doing blackface anymore? No. But doing the, an accent or like doing an accent or whatever, or like, do we have to go after Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Right. Because a decade ago, they did some dumb shit. Like, okay, we know it's dumb now. Right. Like, it's over, though. Like, right. we, this isn't changed. Like, it, like, you don't go to your black friends and go, hey, things are better now. You didn't get reparations, but right. 
We told Jimmy Kimmel he's a piece of shit. Yeah, you're welcome. For doing hey, Carl Malone on hey, the Hey, you're welcome. Right, you are yeah. welcome, sir. Right. We got fed out for that black. I'm an ally. <laughs> this is what I did. I told fucking a late night TV show host on Twitter, now X, whatever the fuck he's doing there. I don't know what this guy. That's a whole other thing, but. You know, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, now I'm a hero. I've served my country. I've done, like, you it know. It's like when Alex says, I've, I've, I've served, I have served my country. I work at Sue Gould. CVS, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, as soon as you're, uh, like, your in- intentions matter. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of like a funny thing. Like, there's so many things I can go into that have to do with crime <laughs> and comic books yeah. and whatnot. Doug, Doug Lube actually got a good joke, too. He goes, I'm a first responder on, you know, Twitter and Instagram yeah. posts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he gets the applause break for being a first responder <laughs> like, on Twitter and Facebook. And it's... I do love that, joke. <laughs> yes. But there's so many places where, like, uh, you know, it's like the development of humankind kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have spoken. The, uh, the, the <laughs> like, the development of humankind is, uh, you know, even art. Like, you look at early art, and it was just very two-dimensional, and, like, they used, like, triangles for bodies. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. And then you had the Greeks, and, like, from the side, and the Egyptians, and the one eye was gigantic. You never saw the other eye uh-huh. because it was never from face forward. Then... Art developed to like right. face forward impressionism and yeah, 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 to where we are today, at where everybody's jerking off the hand dot. Uh, <laughs> or at least fans. That's that's art history with Andy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, uh, but that's it's the same thing concept wise, right? Like we start off with like uh, if they we used to say kids who read comic books because where they, they they would bust juveniles, and the cops would say they always have a comic book in their back pocket right and so what ended up happening was this sociologist got involved wrote a book and they came up with the comics code and everything because they were like you cannot have children reading comic books yeah yeah, yeah. Like it was because like, that's what causes violence right it's clearly correlated right and then spider-man but well this is even before that this were like horror comics and romance comics and stuff like that okay and so, so the superhero thing hadn't taken off. This is what made the superhero thing take, take off. off. Um, but, like, eventually we find out, yeah, it's not that. Much like the modern, like, do violent video games. No, they don't. Do they help somebody who's already there fantasize more about yeah. the horrible things? Yes. And so maybe there's something maybe there's right. something there for that. But you're not talking about that. You're coming in, like, with this, uh, video game's bad. Yeah, yeah. Shame on you for video games. And, like. And, and and I think it's sort of the same thing conceptually with like all of this with like racism and whatever. Right. And, yeah. and we're in this like weird intermediary step where there's a lot of comedy to be had. Yeah. And what you just what you said, like like uh hey uh like to your yeah, hey, listen, I just want you to know I'm an LGBTQ uh plus ally. Yeah. I uh, never go to Chick fil A. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Hey like, Okay. What a hero. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, where's the mo- where do you want your monument? Right, yeah. The good thing you're not helping the already multi-million dollar business that's flourishing continue to flourish. They close. Like, they close one day a week, and they still do fantastic. Right, like it's like the dumbest fucking thing ever. 
Exactly. Like you're not. They should only be doing five sixths the business or yeah. six sevenths the business of a, right. like, a fucking McDonald's. And I don't like their politics either. But like, let's just fucking and and you know the thing that pisses me off. So he's like, "What a good now we're we're yeah, switching." Yeah, toxic masculinity, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> it really is. But uh, Chick Fil A. I was at Baltimore Airport, so. I went to, uh, I was going to Chicago. We flew out of MacArthur. You can't fly direct because you can't go to New York City. So we had to go down to Baltimore and transfer. So I'm there and my brother, me and my brother get off the plane. He's like, dude, they got a fucking Chick-fil-A. He's like, Chick-fil-A is so awesome, dude. It's so good. And it was like in the morning, right? So it was like breakfast time. I'm like, dude, there's a McDonald's right there. There's no line. No line for McDonald's. I'm like, a fucking egg McMuffin and a hash brown with a cup of coffee sounds beautiful. Fucking man. Right, like fucking on. You know what I mean? Like easy order. Me, you, and because it was me, my dad, and my brother. I'm like three fucking egg McMuffins, three hash browns, three cups of coffee. They ain't gonna fuck it up. They ain't gonna fuck it up. We're all gonna eat it, and we're all gonna love it. It's gonna be great. He's like, no, we gotta go to Chick Fil A. We have to. We have to. We have to. And we sat on this fucking line for like a Metallica concert <laughs> to go for fucking Chick Fil A. <laughs> my dad's looking at me, getting like angry. And he's looking at me like it's my fault because he never blames my older brother for anything. <laughs> now when he go down my daddy issues. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Why don't you lay down and right. put, the, yeah, put yeah. the legs up on that recliner? <laughs> but see, he's, like, he's like, what the fuck's going on? I'm hungry over here. And I'm like, I'm like daddy, you don't think I'm hungry? Like, <laughs> we only had like an hour layover. I'm like, this is taking, <laughs> this is getting dangerously close for a fucking chicken sandwich oh at God. fucking 930 in the morning. And we finally got it with the shitty tater tots that fell apart. Right. It's it's not that great. It's not. It was nothing. I was like, it's just different. Like you ever have the frozen Tyson things that you could like, yes. you could like microwave them to throw them in the oven. It was like that on a fucking decent like uh, corn muffin. And probably that they threw uh, pickles. Maybe well, you were getting yeah. breakfast. Yeah, it was so like the breakfast. Not... The breakfast ones. I think they just butter them. Okay. It was a kind of buttered biscuit. With... Which the biscuits are fantastic. Yeah, it was nice. It was. It wasn't a bad. Th- it wasn't bad, but right. for a half an hour when I could have had an egg McMuffin in ten minutes, right. it just my life is littered with these. Because yeah. I when I was first stationed in North Dakota, I'm running into people from the south and everything. Oh man. Whenever you get somewhere, you got to hit Chick-fil-A, man, because they didn't have them in Texas at the time. Texas's big chain was Whataburger. Had a Whataburger. I liked it. I didn't think it was better right. or worse than anywhere else. But uh, So I'm in North Dakota now. They've got DQ. First time I'm going to DQ. We used to get the commercials. Yeah, yeah. Never saw the never, right, never, never been there. So the first DQ I go to is go there, and I'm like, okay, this is fucking shitty fucking food it's the ice cream you're here yeah yeah like like why am i getting a hot dog here or why am i getting a hamburger like yeah all there's nothing things. to write home about it so i uh well and while i'm there there was no taco bell in the town um there was taco john's and yeah taco john's was horrible it was like um they would put like a slice of cheese in the taco you know like not shredded cheese Nothing of it that's actually going to fucking melt or anything. It's just this, like, on the taco shell. Yeah. Fucking craft single. What is that like? So it was Taco John's, and it's funny because we would call it Taco Juan's because that's what it should have been called. Yeah. And uh, But Taco Bell, the last year I was there, it opened down in town. And one of my buddies, I used to, 
I had an office job and I had a sister career field that I was very close with the guys there and they would come, I didn't have a car, they would come pick me up for lunch. And they're like, hey dude, you want to go to Taco Bell? And I worked at a flying squadron, I worked like with the jets and everything and like you had to be there for certain shit. Right. And um, it was a half hour drive down to town, half hour back, that's an hour, that's normally our, that's your lunch hour is going to town and then immediately (laughs) coming back. Um, So they're like, and and I'm like, nah, you know what? Last I heard, somebody said the the, the line was around the building. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah, they they were on that line for an hour that day. Oh, my God. They took a two-hour lunch. It didn't matter. There, where they worked, it didn't matter. But where I worked, they would have fucking flayed me for being gone for two hours. But, uh, yeah, so... All for Taco Bell. People people being introduced to Taco Bell for the first time, which the rule used to be in my dorm, if you, because you had to fly to Minneapolis, everything, the only way to get to Minot was from Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis had a Taco Bell in their... Uh, in airport? The, in the airport. And so you would just go, whatever cash you had on you, because this is back in the day, no ATO, no, no, uh, no fucking ticket, credit debit card, cards. No debit cards. We, did, we were all poor. We didn't have credit cards. So whatever, yeah, you just bought as much Taco Bell as you could. And you just brought it on the plane and people hated you, whatever, but they all knew that this is what the young, young airmen did in the dorms. And you come back and you just, people see your door open, they come by and say, hey, well, man, welcome back. Like, hey, man, grab a couple of Chilitos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you want any cash? Nah, man, you you get me the, my beer this weekend. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And so uh, it was it was trippy. Like, people were wanting Taco Bell. And then the same thing happened to me in Korea. But then I get to North Carolina, finally, and there's a Chick-fil-A. There's also Sonic. Oh. Where see, people were like, dude, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. I got a Sonic story. Go ahead. But I, I like, I just didn't think it was that. Like, it, it, you know, I'd been away from New York yeah, now yeah. for a few years, but I would come home on leave, and I'm like, everything sucks compared to to new york and long island yeah, specifically yeah. like I, absolutely this is it, the food i'm just not you know f- this and then i went to chick-fil-a in the mall and i'm like this yeah this is what everyone's making a big deal out of this the- you guys yeah isn't it the best thing you've ever had no i've had sex right yeah exactly like i, I it, 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 this is not the greatest thing ever. I, it, honestly as far as fried chicken goes kfc is the standard kfc is the standard the fast food fried chicken you know what? Fast feed fried chicken. When there was um, those chicken sandwich wars a few years ago, I waited till the dust settled because I kept hearing that Popeyes was running out. And I just recently tried Popeyes. Holy shit! That deserves to be yeah. considered the best. You think it's the best chicken sandwich? Sandwich, yes. The I, I didn't try sandwich. any of the other shit. Right, you're not talking about the actual fried chicken. Yeah. Okay. It's it's that that sandwich. I had the spicy. What was. Absolutely. I love a good spicy chicken sandwich, so I, I got to try that one. But uh, that was a Sonic story I have is I remember my sister first got her driver's license. She, like, called me up one night. Cause she knew, like, she would, like, call me when she was doing something she shouldn't have been doing because she knew my parents were going to get mad at her. This is the brother I can go to. Right. This <laughs> is the one, like, I can reach out to who's going to help me cover the dirt. Right. And so she was, like, lost in New Jersey and, like, only had a flip phone. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, got in front of a computer to get her directions from where. From back where. caves. That's what we used to call And I was like, what the fuck? Well, like, what are you doing in New Jersey? Like, why are you there? And she was like, we went to go get Sonic. 
And yeah, it's like back when you had to like print map quest. Yeah, you know well, like this is the impetus of Harold and Kumar, right? White House, exactly. Mm. Literally, they map quested where Sonic in New Jersey, and they that was they got to Sonic, they made it to Sonic, but then they like made a wrong turn somewhere and uh, couldn't find themselves back to the, like the Jersey Turnpike, right? And I was like, why? Like, why? You went all the way to fucking. This is what you're doing with your time. Like, you're going to call me up and be like, Mike, you're in crisis. Like, I'm ready. Like, I don't have to pay for an abortion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to. We're going to have to Start do. to some... kill somebody. Right. Yeah, exactly. To threaten someone. Right. We're going to have to beat some kid up. I don't know. But no. Instead, it's, it's <laughs> Sonic. Sonic. I got lost going to Sonic. That's fucking good. My well, there's a fat po- little sister. There's a point in your life that that's that's. Those are the important things, and that's why Harold and Kumar, that's a great movie, because it does deal with that period of time in your life where something like, like, there really isn't anything else going on. Yeah, you got that craving, and there was only one way to get it, was you had to make a fucking journey to go get it. It's a brilliant, when you think about it, like, in terms of writing a script, that's literally what happened, was two dudes smoked a joint, and they went, I want this specific food right Right. now, and the only way we're going to get it is to go on this pilgrimage. Right, the Odyssey. Right. I was just, I, I do the joke uh, in my act about the fat girls hiking. Yes. And I yeah. said, I was like, unless your definition of hiking is like, to, and I got to pick a different random fast food place, like, right. depending on where I'm doing it. So I'm like, oh, I got to go out the middle country road to get White Castle. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, that's something we've all done. Oh, absolutely. We've all done the stoned or drunk pilgrimage to go get that specific slice of pizza i do have an addendum to the taco bell story in north dakota when before the taco bell opened and if nobody was on leave and you got a craving for taco bell the closest taco bell was in bismarck north dakota an hour and a half drive away so it was a three-hour round trip to get taco bell and it was you know that you just Like, hey man, I'm feeling like Taco Bell. Like, oh, me too. Ah man, you fly out by. Yeah, yeah. It was that, and that's a journey. That's your day. Yeah, that was, was the day. What what we, we try to do is because, like, especially us office the office workers, because those the guys who were the jet me- the mechanics will fuck get get fucked and they'd have to be there for like twelve hours. Right. We would jump in a car and. My friend had this '87 Monte Carlo that he had worked on and everything, and we made the we did make the the trip once to Bismarck in just over an hour, like hour three. Like it was amazing. He hit we the traffic going, at the right time, type of thing. That through town, through the there was only one city between, which was Minot, between uh, us, where the base was, and Bismarck. Right, and we would just haul ass down there. We would use all the money we had to buy as much as we could, and we would haul ass back and we yeah. could get back we got off at four we'd be back by seven o'clock at night that's not bad which was fantastic i mean i was i was underage at the time so i couldn't go out but my buddy wasn't yeah and he would want to go out that, right they would have got to go out drinking and last guys call was 12 o'clock there because they would close at one right the so you, so yeah the so it's not like here right as i say new york is very rare where it's like four you could drink till 4 a.m when i got home I would go, I would call friends of mine, I'd work, call friends of mine, be like, yo, man, let's fucking hang out tonight. they go, all right, dude, come over to my apartment whenever, all right? So yeah. Drive down to Medford where my buddies, two of my buddies live together, and I'd get there, and, like, I'd beat them home. 
Yeah. From the gym. And I'm like, wait, you told me to come right away. Because I'm thinking we got to go out. And then we're there and then they go shower. My pretty friend was famous for not showering until like 10 o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. And, but, he, and he would come out naked. Like there was, it was all that Neanderthal humor of yeah, like yeah, yeah. walking out naked. Dude, you looked at my balls. <laughs> right. You're gay now. You're gay. See, yeah. It started backfiring because like he, that was like his regular thing until I got home from the Air Force because I would start throwing shit in his dick. and then everybody else start like picked up on it like wait that's something that we can do we can do that yeah and he'd be like oh you got me in the ass like if he'd be running to get to his room right all right yeah so put your dick away dude yeah yeah Yeah, exactly you want to fucking play games i'll play fucking games right right. like i don't think you know who you fucking invited to your house motherfucker at this point if you're gonna make like you get desensitized. So I had a friend that used to pull out his dick constantly and like thought it was the funniest thing. And then I'm like, dude, it's not funny anymore because you do it every day. So it's like I'm not I'm not bothered by the sight of your dick anymore. It's like seeing the fucking sunshine right. or grass grow. My like face in the mirror. Unfortunately. Right, yeah. exactly. Like I wish it wasn't part of my day, but <laughs> unfortunately it is, and it's no longer funny. All right, we're gonna take a pee break. Okay, go, go, go. More of the excitement of it. One of the schoolyard insult things that we used to say, like, I remember this in third grade, was, uh, hey, tell your mom to stop wearing different colored lipstick. My dick's starting to look like a rainbow. (laughs) I never hear that anymore. You know, I know know I'm not in schoolyards or whatever. I'm not allowed. Yeah. That's stupid. Those fucking restraining orders, they get in the way. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to end it there because yeah. all of the jokes that I tell that are the jokes that we used to tell back then are misogynistic. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Uh, racist is all get out. I mean, even like, as I say, talking to street jokes, um, like, not that we need to go into them, but just so that, like, I, I'll just say it. What's well, a fascinating part of comedy Dead baby jokes. Dead baby jokes. I taught my daughters them. Dead baby jokes were so fucking demented. They're just they're twisted, dude. Like, well, well that the, the and and and, and this isn't for like telling, but this is more for like academic. Is the, it's it's like a re, it's like a uh, breaking down the dichotomy of a joke. I guess <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you're so this is like the slide on the PowerPoint. Yes, right. is is um. Okay, what's grosser than gross? And they were grosser than gross jokes. And there were other ones back then. So what's grosser than gross? A dead baby. What's grosser than that? A dead baby in the garbage can. Right. What's grosser than that? Ted dead babies in the garbage bin. Yeah. In a garbage bin. Right. Uh, what's grosser than that? Ten dead babies in a garbage bin and one live baby at the bottom trying to eat its way out. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. to me was always sort of like, that was the, the, the yeah. pattern. Like, like magicians do things in right. different orders. Like that was the order that, right. like, that I there did. was um like the, right, so much good misdirection with them too. It was like, what's the difference between a uh, a pile of dead babies and a Cadillac? <laughs> I don't have a Cadillac in my garage. That's what I love. Like it, yeah. that's a good joke. Like, all right, dead babies is fucking fucked up. It, it's so it's fucked up. But <laughs> but, but, but it is. You know what it is? It's somebody sitting there going, what's the most 
fucked up thing to make jokes about. <laughs> like, dude, that's not even, dude. Because I, I feel like I feel like uh, I've been a part of that. Because sometimes we'll be hanging out with Billy Geyer. Uh, and he's like, yeah, he's that guy. But he'll, he's he'll, got so many good ones like that. But he'll, because he'll say, I really want to do something dark about this thing. And then I'm like, and I'm like, oh God, yeah, that'd be funny. And we riff a little yeah. bit or whatever on it. And then it'll be at the mic and he'll tell it. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not at all, but it was inspired. You know, it, right. It's the premise that right. it came from. I had no part. I don't want to make any. Like, I, and yeah. he'll tell it. And I'm like, Oh God, that's the best way to have just just done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I always get with Billy. I'm like, damn it, I wish I had thought of that. He's got he's got such good, like, I mean, for stage presence alone, yeah, he's got he's a force. Exactly, like he's he, I don't, know, I love so much about his comedy. Like, I really do love, Dude. and his joke writing is always great. Like. It was something he did like throw away like w- the one time he came to my mic because he always well like, that was with me because we right. were out and it was like well let's go to fucking Ellison's way yeah like what else are we gonna do yeah but uh it's <laughs> the last thing <laughs> <laughs> well right we could have we, we could have played Russian roulette <laughs> between the two of us we'll just we'll load it up with four bullets and make it really exciting all I have is my semi-automatic <laughs> but uh <laughs> I guess we'll go to Ellison's mic. <laughs> no, but he came to my mic. He did a thing about uh, like meeting a hooker in a shitty hotel, and it, I've never seen him do it on like an actual show. Yeah, but no. that it fucking was hilarious, yeah. and like he's got something there. Like it might not, it might not be a formed joke per se yet, but like it's just even even the shit that he tells. Like when I had him on this podcast, the stories he was telling, man. Yeah, no, I listened his, to it. Is so fucking funny. I actually, I, I told him, I'm like, you guys have such fucking great chemistry because we t- we're always talking you up. We're like, you're one of our faves. You I, know, you're very kind. That's nice. To do. It's like, uh, it's it's you, Alex Bradley. You know, like wh- like, just like people who are doing it right and doing it well. Like like, Thank very you. fucking just respect for the craft. I love, dude. I fucking yeah. Comedy is the shit. It really is. It, it really is the shit. Like when. Because you could be smart, but say the dumbest shit. It, yeah. You don't have to be exactly like uh, what Winchell always says. I was like, feed him slop or something. He's always yeah. saying, feed him slop. But it's true. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. And people... it's so funny because only recently did I did I get comfortable with like having a throwaway joke because Billy's so good at like, he's got his bits, but then he rocks a, a throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. That it just, it always hits and like gets yes. right into the next. Uh, but, uh, like, and it's the only one that I do and it's uh, Hey guys, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I just found out, uh, apparently wireless bras don't need, or yeah, wireless bras don't need Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like the old, and it's so stupid and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, but I've like, now I'm like, Oh, I just, but it's sneaky. Good. It's, it's sneaky, sneaky. Good. But it, Oh my God, it worked. And now I'm like, okay, I can be more comfortable with trying to do that. Yeah. Again. Yes. Like it's at, it's the picking it apart. I, at first, okay, so when I first, you got into comedy way before me. Yeah. Um, right, but as I say, I, I was not doing it at the level I needed to be doing it. No, but I, because I don't, the, 
you know, I, I always am very cognizant of like whether or not I'm like trying to, like it seems like I'm trying to big time. Yeah, but no, you're not big time. You're not a big timer. Yeah, the, uh, Go ahead, tell us, tell your story. And now I'm probably going to leave out whatever part that was that like originally because now I'm a little stoned. <laughs> like, uh, so um, what were you talking about? We we're talking about comedy. Comedy. And yeah. oh, start first starting out and saying yes. to myself, uh, "Oh shit, writing is so hard." Yes. And then I wrote a few jokes, and I'm like, "I think these work," or whatever. But then getting up and then realizing, no, it doesn't work, and having conversations with like after the mics with different people and whatnot. Yeah. Because I used to go to Evan Weiss's mic every Monday for. That was Shakers, right? Shakers. Yes. Yeah, I, I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, and I may well have actually seen you. Yeah, we probably did. Because yeah, I, I went every single... Matter of fact, I would set the room up for him because I would get there before he did. Right. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So you were you were the lo- a loyalist. Yes. Hardcore. See, when I... Yeah, early on, I was dumb. And I was dumb. And I was like, I just do shows. So I don't need to do mics all right, the time. Right. Like, I was doing a show a week. And I was bringing, like, 15 to 30 my friends with me. Right. And so it was like, oh, I don't need to do mics. I just do a show every week, and that's how I improve. I just improve on the show that way. Right. But it was also one of those things where I like I had like ten minutes of stuff, and I would change up a little bit here and there. But ultimately, it was the same ten minutes. Right. And it did well, and I didn't really try to improve on it, and I wasn't. And then I it wasn't got stale. It got stale, yeah. and then people start stop coming all the yeah. time, and then like I started trying to do new different stuff but it wasn't working as well and then uh yeah like i bombed a couple times and i was like fuck this i suck i'm terrible i'm the worst right and i just gave up like i like that i quit for a little while and when i quit for a little while i like realized i missed it but it was also like i'm not i knew i I wasn't doing it right i gotta hit more mics well it's so in in what you just said is the part that i actually struggled with for probably i was about two years in when it really when i really realized it and up until probably last year, is uh, the constant editing. Yeah. That's the thing that, like, at first I'm like, writing the jokes is going to be the hard part. Right. No, it's, you're never done. Right. It's never done. And and being scared of that and, like, not really liking it. Yeah. And, and then I got stuck in my whole thing. And then I, I, I do another act that's not my act, where yeah. of Dracula whatever yeah yeah, yeah. We've, we've talked about <laughs> so i've done that i did i started doing that because i was so like stunted uh-huh. in my regular act and I, right. it, I started actually doing dracula a little bit more than i was doing my regular act and i was trying to do things like and john butera god bless him let me do this uh angela cobb was the headliner i uh i opened I came. I was the first comic after the host, and uh, as Dracula. Dracula. Okay. And then I came up and featured as me. Ah. So you got to go up twice, and you did, and you worked on both. Both. And to be honest, like I did a lot better with my regular act because I think I had done. It's yeah. like it's like playing guitar the day that you have a show or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, like it's a good thing to like kind of tap the artistic. Yeah spots in your brain something i noticed uh with we were talking about billy when i did a a show with billy so we drove out together we were doing that west hempstead show yes and when we we drove out together like we got there and he kind of just started he started just saying he was like loose and goofy 
was like, yeah, feeling loose yeah. and goofy. Feeling loose and goofy right now. You're feeling right. like, and it was kind of like, it felt like. He's like to, that Matthew McConaughey. But yeah, exactly. It was, his... exactly. it was back to toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Like, it felt like the comedian version of like, yeah, let's go. Like, this yeah. was like the the team putting all hands in. Like, Fuck let's fucking. Yeah. The chaplain is, or right. the coach is giving that last right. one. Yeah, and like, like go out there. We're going to fucking murder him. Like, yeah. And we're going to do it for Rogers. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, and everyone runs, but yeah, that was just a bunch of comedians going, loose and goofy, loose and goofy, loose and goofy. <laughs> he's not, the, yeah, and like his whole fucking, th- I, I love actually, I do love watching it, man, like like a just show day yeah. kind of thing. But there was something about it, because like hanging out with him pre-show, because yeah. me and him were, like the whole ride in, it's like a 45-minute yeah. ride in, right there, we're laughing and joking and laughing and joking, and then he's saying loose and goofy, I'm like, I am feeling loose and goofy. And then I went up and was loose and goofy. And guess what? You have a better set. Oh, totally. Like, because you're, you're just, you're loose and goofy. Like, that's <laughs> what you need to be. In the moment. In, yeah. Like, exactly. I, you know, going back, I have a theater, like, I started out in theater when I was a kid. Like, not really, like, classically trained or anything like that. No, neither was I. But I did theater. But I, it, 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 uh, it helps. It, it is amazing to, to be in the moment, to be listening. Because in act acting is listening is like yeah. a yep. old adage or whatever, and uh, so uh, if you're, and, and it, this is an interesting thing because it is the development of the comic to get to the moment where you're actually yeah. sitting in your head, delivering your material, but right. able to go, where are we going next? Who is reacting to this? How are they reacting? Right. What are they most reacting what? to, and why do I think that's true? And yeah. so if I, if that's true, then what, what if I do, what this? do I do with it? And then I do it. Yep. And I've been doing my whole act the entire fucking time. It's to, to be in the moment and to be able to listen. On, yeah. You know, it's more than listening, but it's, it's a, like to be that present. Yes. Yes. You're not, no, you're absolutely correct. There is one, 110% something to that. And I think that's the dragon that we're usually all chasing. Because yes. once you st- once you're able to, act, you know, you do it in the beginning, whatever. Yeah, your friends are going and they're saying you're funny. And then when your friend's not there, and yeah, you do something, and it's a comedian now that comes over and goes, dude, that was funny. You should, yeah, you should try to put that in your act. And, and yep. dude, that's that's what I was when I first started coming back. I was telling my family and stuff to not come to shows. Right. I had Butera putting me on shows, and he was letting me not bring. Right. Because like I don't want people here to see me because I want either I want to get laughs on merit and that's the only way I'm gonna get laughs on merit completely. Nice. I'm gonna get I don't want a friend discount. I that's want a very smart way to do that. Yeah. And it it worked. It it helped it helped yeah. me a lot. Like yeah. and just that and just doing mics all the time, dude. I, I, I wish mean, I could do more, but because I the wife and you, kids right, you and have kids. Job and Yeah, everything. it's tough. Exactly. It, you have Things that are more important than hitting the mic. They are, but it's it's. I I have such a true love for the mic, for 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 for, for comedy for, and and I'm I'm incredibly jealously um, uh, look at like all of the Venn circles I'm in, yeah, as being so amazing and fantastic. So yeah. comedy on comedy in general. Comedy on in New York, yeah. Comedy on Long Island, Suffolk, 
Yeah. Like, uh, Scott, like, I, I... We have a good crew out here, man. I love watching all you guys It, it, it because it's like, uh, it's, it feels special. It feels like there's something coming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, Alex, Alex winning the laugh off was huge and, and like, then rob white came in second and rob white right exactly rob white getting not second. that and i mean rob white belongs to a different generation of comedy but he's one of us you know definitely so. definitely and i i've been saying i was saying it too when it got to the finals i'm like exacta like a fucking horse race right give me white bradley bradley white one way i overheard you telling greg pfeiffer that yes i was the next day i was doing a fucking crossword yeah new york times crossword and, and it ex- was a fucking exacta, answer. Exacta. Yeah, it was like two horse something bet, be- or see, it's like two horse bet or, or or like horse bet. And I was like, well, the only horse bet I know is exacta because I just heard it last night. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to hanging out with a degenerate gambler. <laughs> well, that's why I like being out in the world. It helps my crosswording. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you learned. Uh <laughs> I feel like I taught. I like I did something. I educated him on Dude. horse gambling. <laughs> we we're treating Alex and fucking Rob like they're horses. Get up, pony. Get up. Like you know, in bartending, we used to say is dance monkey. I was dance you fucking. I was just saying this to. I think I said it to Russ, but I was like, uh, how funny it would be if like you did put that in as like a horse race bet, an exact box of Alex Bradley, Rob White, one two. And you went to the laugh off finals with heavy action on the gate on it. And like you're watching, like you're talking to them pre-show. You're like, Alex, what bet you do it? He's like, I was gonna do I was gonna close on the pencil thing. Don't close on the pencil thing, Alex. Don't fuck don't you fuck me. You're gonna fuck me if you do that, Alex. I fucking hate that joke. You know what I mean? That's so great. It's like, like, why is Mike so in why is he yelling at me about my set? Just like standing in the back, like stretch, stretch. <laughs> like, I don't know. like, are you ready? Go out there and kill them, motherfucker. Right, right. Kill them, motherfucker. Let me tell you something, Robbie. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Well, me and Billy were fucking with Paul, with uh, Alex about the kids at the orphanage. Well, we just came from the orphanage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, man. I think it'd be really funny. Yeah, Rob, I got a lot of money on this. Okay, I'm not best tax kid. Best tax. You got a cigarette? You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> do it. Do you want one? Listen, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some sort of health freak. Go fuck yourself. All right. Listen, I'm gonna lose my house. <laughs> you gotta come through for me here, big time. Fart into the microphone. Anything <laughs> that gets a laugh. Do a Kinnison bit. Don't try to. Listen. How about a Gilbert Gonfrey? Right, right. <laughs> you know some Carlin. <laughs> Pull a Carlin. They won't notice. It'd be. I'd really look at it as like, a personal how do you, to me. What's the uh, What's the performance enhancing drug of stand up comedy? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, oh, yeah. what do, you do? Like, we, do I make it, do I like, <laughs> go backstage? And I'm like, Alex, Rob, you guys got to do a bump of coke with me. And they're like, what? I don't know. Alex gets worried if he looks at a white claw, if he's got to drive, you know. But I'm like, now nah, you're going to do coke. 
Don't worry, I've never done wrong. coke, actually. It'd be funny, though, if I went back and just started yelling at them. Where's your cocaine? With a mirror. With just a mirror with a bunch of huge lines growled out, like, all right, this is what's going to get you right. You got to get right for the contest. You got to understand. This is everything. This is everything right now. I need this big time. <laughs> Things have been going against. Listen. It took the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. That was never something I ever got into was like banning. Gambling. Gamb and gambling of any kind because my... And my grandfather, he was a man of two minds. Uh, we would be driving through Upper Port Jefferson Village, uh -huh. right by the train station. Yeah. And it's all, like, not what it was when I first moved here uh, in 1980. But it's not that far off either. But there was an OTB yeah. that, that was there. And it was always packed. It was just like a little fucking store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it reminded you of the city. It reminded me of the city because I just moved out <laughs> from the story. So um, we'd be driving in my grandfather's truck, and he'd go, "We see those guys." Yeah, and we, yeah. He goes, "Bunch of born losers." Bunch of uh, you know what? He's not fucking wrong. And and but see, on Kentucky Derby Day, he would always go in and put a uh, a bet for my grandmother on the favorite, and that uh, he would take a bet on the long shots. Okay. It's like their cute little thing. Gotcha. To watch the fucking room. Yeah. So he wasn't opposed to gambling, but he knew how to do it recreation. Yeah, it was like literally the only bet that he That was made. right. Like, that was it. And it was probably like for five bucks or ten bucks. Or I mean, he was also the guy who started up this uh, list, donation list, when he was, he was a railroad conductor. And uh, he and his buddy got in on it, and it was the fund for the widow of the unknown soldier. Huh. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious he sold an empty bag to a guy he kept flicking it like a paper bag yeah uh and because the guy was like hey bob what are you, what's in that bag because just the way he picked it up because he's yeah. a conductor and he's like cleaning yeah, up the, yeah, yeah. the car and and the guy goes hey bob it's in the bag so he flicks he goes oh this is a parakeet somebody left on you i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do Said I can, my kids can't have another pet. He came up with this whole fucking story, and the guy goes, um, "Oh, yo, let me see it." He goes, "What are you? What am I, an idiot? I'm not opening a fucking bird's gonna get stuck in the car, and then I'm gonna get in trouble." <laughs> he goes, "Well, let me let me look at it, or whatever." No, I'm not gonna. He goes, "How about Bob? I'll give you five bucks." <laughs> like, all right, here you go. Don't open it in the air, right? They're pulling up to Hicksville, uh, because my my grandfather did the Port Jeff. This is why I'm from Port right, Station. Uh, the, the, the Port Jeff uh, pen run three times a day. And so they're in Hicksville. Everybody in the car knows that because my grandfather's a total fucking hilarious shyster type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they all like look out in Hicksville. You had the, it was, it was a raised platform. So you can actually watch them. Everybody's <laughs> up against the window watching. watching this guy with the and this guy op bag. opens the bag and looks up because he thinks he's nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> dude my i love my grandfather he was the fucking funniest person that ever that's met really and that's... the fastest like he had like he was quick dude that's one of those i've a guy i know who's he's not a comedian but he loves comedy he's funny too is he 
He loves listening to podcasts. He he listens to this podcast. Oh, he cool, loves cool. listening listens to listens to fucking comedy podcasts, but he doesn't watch stand up comedy. He's like, I love comedians, but I love I don't want to want to, I don't want to watch their act. Yeah. No, I'm like, that's the fucking weirdest thing in the world. But I get it. I guess I feel sense. like the, I'm almost like at that point, though. Like, if I if I go to a show or whatever and there is somebody I've never seen, a lot of times I will not end up actually. Yeah. I know what you're saying. We, when you're around it all the time. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. Right. Like, I, th- I feel like, when we, like, for instance, like we did a show together. Like, if you're outside while I'm up or I'm outside while you're up. It's not a big deal because we've seen each other a thousand oh, times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're like, oh, it's like, when you come off, it's like, I had to go. Yeah, they're like, they didn't like this one. They like that one. Right. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. It's 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 so funny because this uh, we're going to get back into this. Is is It's the training of a comedian. And that's yeah. doing the show. And that's why doing, and I know John Butyra takes some shit for yeah, doing yeah. so many. We kind of mentioned it on a private conversation. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to get into these situations yeah, and to learn how to be a pro. You're not a pro. We're not pros. Exactly. That's not what's that's far from what I'm saying. But I'm saying we're learning to act like pros. And in a lot of situations, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing. Yeah, that, you're you're it's it's valuable experience. Every bit of stage time is valuable experience. Right. So it's just like that's why I don't say no to shows ever anymore. Like I never I really try not to. I like it, right as long as I can if I can be there I'm there like that's that's the bottom line yeah like because it it is the only way you get better yeah it's <laughs> it's just more reps man and I, I I'm so amazed by that like epiphany that I think we all have uh, when that becomes you hear it there are these things that we say to each other yeah. especially when you meet somebody at their first open mic and you say yeah. hey man you had some funny stuff up there keep writing Right, right. Keep getting up. That's like the most baseline thing that is yeah. industrial knowledge that we pass on. Yeah, absolutely. To each other. Every, everyone's. And at every level because it never it never stops right. becoming exactly. true. It's ne- exactly. It's it's advice you could just say to anybody at any time because uh, it's true. And sometimes oh, it's you wrote a ten, support. Right. Oh, you wrote 10 jokes yesterday? That's great. Right? 10 more today. Like right. just because guess what? Well, when somebody bombs. Some, yeah. It's, it, it can be consoling. Yeah. Hey, man, keep writing. Keep getting up. Yeah. Like, don't let this. Yeah, fuck this. Fuck this set. You got to get up and do another one. Do the next one. What I just said, when I lost the laugh off, I was like, that's a, it's a great comedy story in the sense is that I lost the laugh off on a Thursday and I was miserable and I had that fucking, I had a mental breakdown. I talked about it on another podcast so we don't have to go on the whole thing. Right. I attacked that guy, Roy, my I went went to my open mic and I I berated an old man to make myself feel like a... Go back and listen to whatever episode. Yes. Because it's a funny story. Yes, toxic masculinity (laughs) at its finest. Footnote. I was was just like, you know what? I'm sad, so instead of admitting I'm sad, I'm going to go fucking berate this old man. Unleash my pain. Right. Exactly. Right, so I yelled at this old man for 20 minutes (laughs) on mic. And it felt better about myself, you know, uh, whatever. So there you go. It was the same night, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. So whatever. So that that happened. And uh, the next day, like, I woke up and, like, I was fucking miserable all day. I was dragging ass. And then that night, 
we were doing a show. You were there. I don't think you were on the show. You might have just been there hanging. Probably. But we were doing uh, Andrew Washington's show at the Giggle Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was and that, that next night, like, I was like, fuck, I got to do this show tonight. And it was like, there was, that's where I kind of realized, like, I'm doing, I'm on to something here. Because, like, as bummed out as I was, I turned back in. It was just, like, time to do the act. And yes. I went up, and I had a great fucking set that night and crushed. And I was like, it is the greatest song. And, yeah, and you're like, right. This is it. This is the only way. The only way to get the bad taste out of my mouth from the, the fucking is eating more of it. Is to go right back. Yeah. Right. Is to go right back and, and work harder. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. Like it's not that I think I had a bad set at the laugh off. It just didn't go my way. It's it's bottom line is like I think I, I definitely killed at the giggle room better than I did at the laugh off. Fucking awesome. That's that that is the best the best way to be. Yeah. The best thing to do. And that's why that advice. Yeah, it's things that we can tell each other that yeah. it's always true, and it creates this community, and that's another part of this that yeah, it's you can't avoid um, absolutely. And if you do, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. You you really are exactly because that was the other thing too. Is even when I first got back into open mics, like I I didn't really know a lot of people, and like I would kind of just sit off to the side by myself. I'd do my thing, and then once I'd watch it end, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna leave now. Once I would always wait till the end. Oh, I knew to wait till the end. The respect thing, yeah. Right, out of respect for the other performers. But then, like, I never stuck around for the hangs for a while. Right. And then when I finally started doing that, I also feel like I got better because people got comfortable with me. And then they were like, hey, I like you did with this. That Yeah, that thing didn't work. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you. Or my favorite most, like, like trippy kind of thing is when go when somebody will ask you, it's usually somebody like Rob White or Alex, they'd yeah. say, uh, Hey, that joke you did, is this the reason why is this how you and they have their own like yeah. guess as to why you went a certain you, way with it. And uh I love that conversation. To me, that yeah. is like the biggest because like, no, because I was sitting in my car and blah, blah. And then yeah. I tell the actual story and, and I go, but I see that. And, oh, I can now do something more right. with it because now I know somebody else's pre-mindset. Right, right, right. Like what they were thinking while I'm telling it. Right. So I can now, now if I'm only getting 10 people to laugh off of that because they get it because they vibe with what I'm doing. Yeah. And now let me add this tag that. Yeah is 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 does them it sometimes go wait let me make that the punchline let me make my right. tag and and you just you, you do so many different things and this is that editing thing where now i actually love it so i said yeah. i was from year two to year five was yeah like, uh i don't yeah I, I i really don't like this this is so annoying like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're rec- I'm recording myself so i'm listening back and right and vowing to quit comedy yeah. Ever and why did I ever even fucking start doing this? Yeah, we've all had that. I mean, it's, right? It's the fucking, it's the highs and the lows, man. That's the yeah. other thing too. Like, oh, yeah. it's one of those things that I'll admit that I like about it is that like, it's sink or swim. Like, you either you either get good or you fucking you're just gonna bomb. Uh, we did the Jones Beach Band Shelf last summer. It was the last summer? It was the last summer or the summer before? I, and uh, it was through Cubs Radio, or podcast, Cubs Radio podcast, or whatever the fuck they yeah, call it. Yeah, uh, but uh, so I was able to get up at the band shell a couple of times. That's do some time. And uh, the first time uh, I went, and it was Fat Jay was out, was headlining, Dan Romano, or 
<laughs> Dance Morocco was a yeah. uh, 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 feature. So, uh, so I was there, watched till I went out with Tony at one point uh, to introduce them. And then uh, uh, we're there, and then we're like, oh, let's go to the Red Zone because uh, John B. Terry's got a show there. So I'm like, okay. yeah, right. And Jay's uh, like, you should ask me to get up. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. Like, he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to fucking get up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, but we go there, and it, it was so funny because he had, like, there were a lot of people there at the band shelf. He did really well. Yeah. It's very difficult, outdoor comedy and all that. But right. So we end up, we're at the Red Zone later. He gets up, and there's, like, eight people <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> I'm sitting over by the door so I could keep going out and smoke. And uh, he's a, so and he, I, at some time, point I look in, he goes, oh, there you are, Mr. Randy. He goes, I was just telling these people he's talking to me on the fucking stage. Like, like I was just telling them how this is comedy. You could go from the great heights. Wasn't it like 600 fucking people all laughing at Jones Beach, which is a much more important place than the fucking Red Sun. <laughs> I did not know that you did such a good Fat Jay impression. Oh, it's it's one of my, I have a few of the local comedy scene that I do. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking spot on. Fat Jay's like the first one I did because he's one of my first friends. We were sort of, you would consider he and I of the same generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Winchell's in there too. Like, And that, that, yeah. that was like my tight click yeah, yeah. is Billy Winchell Fat yeah. Jay. Yeah, like it's it's if we're at a party or whatever, we're hanging out at some point, like a solid people are yeah. coming to us. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, it's before you guys are just gonna be in a circle at some point. And, and I love those guys did that. So Fat Jay was the first one. Uh, Billy, it, it, like I do with Billy, but I also kind of it's sort of like my own. I had always had a voice for like saying funny fucking yeah. things that's close to Billy's. And so I kind of sometimes, and you know, but it it, sometimes more of the cadence than the actual, whatever. uh, Because I I am conscious of it. I'm like, okay, this is my joke, but and so I have to do it in the one voice. But if I'm saying it like this is what Billy's saying, I do it like Bill. Yeah. Um, Steve Rocco Perillo. Yeah. Uh, Allison, I uh, what? Why? Why are you guys looking at me? I uh, I just ordered a drink. That is, that is spot on. Like, I haven't had Perillo on the podcast yet, but like, <laughs> that is fucking. I'll creep out about him. She sounded like exactly like him. And I mean, I do. I I've started to try to do a little bit of windshield because it's more like, uh, sure, yeah, you know, fucking whatever. Yeah, like yeah. usually, it's better when there's something to be talking about, and I kind yeah. to suss out what he would be doing. But, yeah, uh, he, he can go tangity. Yeah, he you know when he gets passionate about something, yes. he'll be like. But see, at the end of that, and here's the pattern. At the end of for, for this is good, what's going to be part of the impression. This is how I construct an impression because yeah. I have to get the cadence down first. Yeah. yeah. Um, is at the end of when he does that tangential thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope he's listening, and I hope this ruins his life. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. But that, like, he, he'll, he'll, he'll sort of give it a, but what the fuck do I know? 
Right. Yeah. But not necessarily about him. He might be saying, but what the fuck does J.J. Abrams know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, he'll project it. There's always a tie back that kind of like, like, like nobody can actually add anything to what he just said. Because <laughs> that part of the conversation is now, like it's sewed up very, very nicely. <laughs> but when he does that, he does. And I think it's a self-defense mechanism. <laughs> Here we go, Joe. Therapy time. There you go. Yeah, I'm really getting. I don't. I don't know what the doctor Andy, <laughs> the comedy therapist. Right, right. Joe, you have to listen to get your dosage of. <laughs> That's funny, uh, and I don't even know. There's some others that I'll do. Like if I'm like it, the way it always actually comes to me is I think about the pattern of their voice, uh, but then. Um, I'll be angrily talking about somebody yeah. or excitedly like and it'll come out because I don't know about you, but growing up, you always did the voices of everybody like you, yeah. you couldn't. I do hear people now they go, well, he said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's not what he sounded like. That's always yeah, yeah. my thought. Um, this, it, I feel like it depends on the person. Like there's certain people I I'll do the imitation of them yeah. like. I you know I'm trying to think of examples that are more universal, but my old well, my old boss used to have a is a very like high pitched. This is how we talk. <laughs> right, right. I have to do this. I have to do that. And like <laughs> anyone that knew him, like that's how he talks. So like it, I don't do, know him, but I, I, I right, think like, that's that is, right. Like he's. Oh my god, I get to Restaurant Depot. Like, that's every bucket time he talks. Did he just Yogi Bear add a syllable into restaurant? <laughs> restaurant. Restaurant Depot. He always used to say, trust me when I tell you. That was usually <laughs> when, he, when he said, trust me when you tell you, that meant he did. No, don't trust him. Everything he's saying is stupid. That was actually like the telltale sign of, oh, what he's about to say is really dumb. He may trust me when I tell you. <laughs> okay. Oh, is that it? Oh, wow. That was fucking enlightening. Thank you. <laughs> Has anybody ever done an impression of you? Because I, I, I got to tell you, because it's true with everybody. I don't have one yet, but yeah. I have been absolutely fascinated with your pattern. Oh yeah, lately, and this I was very much looking forward to this, okay, so, so I could mine more of it, of just like, uh, you know, you have a really great like, yeah, blah, blah, you know what I'm talking about, like you do this, yeah, you have this pit like pitch deep, uh, deeper, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 like now I'm gonna these are the jokes for these this, are the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, no, it's and uh, everybody does something yeah, like yes. that, but the way that yours is and which voice. Which voice you decide to do? I just have to get like your accent and like the gravel and whatnot. <laughs> but no, you're right. I do. I know I do that. Like, but I'm I thinking for okay. Now I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little bit of this in your voice, but it's not all of yeah. it. No, I do, I definitely change it. Like I'm trying to think like right now, like certain like a joke that I do where I I drop the. That's the other thing is the is the act. See, yeah. like like doing people's other people's act. I don't know. Okay, so we've been talking about this for a few years. Right. We want to do one of the mics as yeah. a bucket and everybody's name in it. And what you do is you pull the name out. You do your set. Yeah. In their style. Right, 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 right. Because that's way better than trying to do somebody else's set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, because what if you get somebody that's like Russ? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. You mean, how do you do Russ's set? You can't really replicate it, but like <laughs> stylistically, you right. Like, you can kill yourself. You go and just kill yourself. <laughs> Shout out to Russ. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had Russ on here twice. He's, he's, I've always said to Russ that he needs to like be more authentically himself. He's funny as fuck. Yes, I, I agree because he he made the mistake. I love I, I and I do love Russ. Yeah, but he made the mistake when he went on Winchell's podcast of being normal, being right, being Russ, actual Russ. Yeah, yeah, and. It was like, because that mic after, that Monday, he released it, that night, we're like, uh, hey, you're normal. He fucking got so upset yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. It was, and, and it was like, I kind of felt bad for that, but it was like, no, dude. And we kept saying, dude, you're, we're so great. Right, if, yeah, if, you're. If you do that. Yeah, oh, he, he, I had him on twice already. Right. He's been on this twice, and I had him on twice because he's good. Yeah. He's a great podcast He's, he's a very funny, interesting, yeah, lovable person. Yeah, I, I love, I love Russ. Right, but uh, yeah, his his act is terrible. <laughs> it's not that it's terrible. It's not. And that's it's why not, I would kill myself if I had yeah. to do my act in the. <laughs> oh no, no, his his act is terrible. It's yeah. that he's no, just not. He does too much of the deadpan, and he does. Yeah, he, I feel like we got to get him more used to being him. He's gotta, yeah, he's got to be more Russ. And less Ross. You know what I mean? I just love everybody's got an opinion about uh, Ross, and Ross. Ross and it's like, I hate like Some just, people hate it, baby Bjorn. Yeah, baby Bjorn is- I just don't like that that's the name because Bjorn's more of a Nordic name. Yeah, it's not German. I mean, I guarantee you, you're going to find Germans named Bjorn. I thought I told him to name it like Flaps. Something yeah. like that that's over the top and actually been yeah. in the zeitgeist with uh, Umbrella yeah. Academy. Yeah. Like, Go with something like that. Bro. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we're telling yeah, Russ. We're, 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 we've done enough on Russ. Uh, we're, yeah. You got anything to plug? You got any shows? You got anything coming up? I've got something uh, September 14th uh, for Andrew Washington. It's a uh, biker social club, but I it's open to... Everybody and 30 Remington Ave, uh, right nearby here. Go, go to my social yeah. media, Andrew Pujanis on Facebook, L I N Y R O X for my Insta. That's Long Island, New York Rocks. Boom. Get on the Insta, find the show September 14th. I'm not on that show, but I, Andy is, and you should go see him because it's fucking hilarious. Rob White's also on that show. Oh, they, there you go. That's Freddie was supposed to be on that. Is Freddie going to be on the show? I don't know if he's going to be, but I hope he is. So I don't know if I talked about Freddie on here at all yet. Actually, so this well, is probably a good way to close. Okay. This is a good way, yeah, we could close out. Uh, so for the audience, we have a friend. He's a comedian, Freddie T. Freddie T had an interesting... Summer. Uh, yeah, that's the Second good... half of the sun. So Freddie T... I guess we'll just go to the accent, right? We don't have to yeah. go into the whole mm-hmm. rest of it. No, yeah, we'll just stick to the what, the basic of the story. Freddie tried to eat a bunch of mushrooms and then climb a mountain. <laughs> that didn't work. The mountain one. 
the mountain and gravity. Gravity really was. Right, was Gravity's like, the real right. winner. If anybody wins, saw, when, I went today. Song, when I went song, we were talking about hey, how he's going to open his next set. Yeah, how he's going to start his set when he's in the wheelchair and stuff. All right, yeah, because we should probably mention, yeah, he's broke his leg. He's yeah, he's bro- all, arm. He's all fucked up. He's all backed up, but he's he's coming back. And he was like, I, I got to figure out my opening joke. And I was like, you should just say, yeah, yeah, let me tell you a thing or two about gravity. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, and then he was like, like, gravity is fucking undefeated. You know what I mean? Man, when you think about it, the best man can do about against gravity is tie. You know what I mean? We can tie. <laughs> yeah, we can. Like a snowboarder or a skateboarder can tie gravity. Absolutely. But at they never beat gravity. No, no, not under- gravity. Either wins or ties. Yeah. Yeah. Gravity is undefeated. Like it's been on the biggest yeah. uh, uh, right non-losing streak. Yeah, exactly. Of all time. Right. And when tested, gravity will fuck you pretty pretty hard. Everybody was impressed with the Green Bay Packers going twelve and zero yeah. in the last twelve game preseason games, which doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. Like why is you that see even what, a stat? You see what gravity's doing, right? Did you see those numbers? Right, gravity has LeBron and Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's how good gravity is. And Kareem, and, right? Exactly. Magic's there. He's playing point. He's just fucking unstoppable. It's an unstoppable machine of buckets. Gravity. Um. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's all you got to promote. Is I don't even. I got, I'm doing Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, cool, cool, cool. In September 16th. Is that the capital? Oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, shit. So it's by Gettysburg. You might want to take the Gettysburg tour. Oh, you know, I went there when I was a kid, but I wouldn't mind getting depressed again about uh, a war over slavery. And uh, I'm sure it's interesting as fuck, dude. I, I, right. I like American history. I was always a big American history guy. But uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that, or maybe I want to watch football in the car as I force Tansy to speed home so I don't miss the Jack game. I'm gonna actually Winchell's coming on that trip, so I'm gonna. Oh, nice. So I'm worried because I I noticed one thing about Joe is that he doesn't have a second gear. You know what I mean? Like there's no Joe's never in a rush um, when. Joe's never been in a rush because Joe takes his time. Yeah, but he, I, I've driven with him before. He's he's driving me, which is very difficult for me in general. Anybody, um, and that cat was doing going the fucking speed limit the entire fucking time. Yeah, he's not. He's and we were in the right lane on the Norton State, and I'm like, you know, you're allowed over there, right? Right. Because this person in front of, oh, geez, yeah, sure, like. And and uh, right. yeah. I know it says fifty five, but that's option. We can go a little. We can get a little wild. He's oh traffic, motherfucker. Sixty three. <laughs> it's like let's set a thermostat here. Sixty eight. Six. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> ain't nobody pulling you over at sixty eight. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a solid. Yeah. That's a good thermostat number, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I have a friend that sets his at seventy six, and I think he's an animal. Holy Christ! I think he's a reptile. I've lived through this summer, my wife setting it to 74. And, and so here's my thing of why I was okay with it is because I did read an article once about how air conditioning is determined in office buildings by data they have from men. 
they never yeah. used women in the experiments that they did to find what the most comfortable temperature was. So men like it considerably cooler than women do. Definitely. So I've been trying to be like, all right, let me try to give a little reward. Like, I, yeah. I, I, let me try not to be a fucking small child about this. Uh, uh, yeah, I, let's put it said, it has been a fucking nightmare. This entire sum. <laughs> like sweating in my own house. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. No, no. 68. That's the number. That's a beautiful name. Great advice. That's great. That uh, we're gonna end it there. That's a beautiful on the toxic masculinity on the toxic the toxic masculinity podcast. Come back next week. We'll talk about how to make. Hey, you want your woman to? (laughs) What? It will answer questions like who's making the fucking sandwiches? Right. Who's making sandwiches? (laughs) When when you get invalidate her feelings, I don't know, whatever. It's something toxic, horrible. We're bad people. All right, thanks, guys, Andy. Uh, this is good fun. Peace. Peace.